Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I am your host, Martha Reddick. And this week, I have a friend of mine, Carly Obracta, on to talk about a very special project that she did last summer with some of her nanny kids of eating their way around the world. <laughs> it was so cool. And I was like, Carly, please come talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> Hi, Carly. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. <laughs> um, but before we get into the meat, literally, of this episode, um, let's hear a little bit about your background. Sure. So um, I'm the oldest of three kids, so I started babysitting them pretty young. I was probably 12 <laughs> or 13. Um, and then, you know, just kind of on and off for neighborhood kids for a while. And then last, I guess it was the school year of 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. Um I was working at a spa as a front desk and I needed a little extra income. So Mm -hmm. I put my stuff on Sitter City and this family reached out to me. So I babysat them after school for the whole year. And Uh then they asked me to do the summer, which was super fun. And I had a really good time with them. So um, I ended up spending about three to four months with them. And That's then so awesome. Had a good time, yeah. Yeah, and so in the summer you went to like full time, right? Yeah. yeah, it was my first time doing full time, and I only did it for a couple months, but it was so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> it <was> yeah. So good. <laughs> we were talking before we started the podcast uh, about how uh, this now you work in an office job, and it's <laughs> yep. hard now that the the summer has hit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to swim. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I I do enjoy my freedom in the <laughs> summer, but I was also telling Carly earlier that uh, my steps have gone up. Like I have a Fitbit, <laughs> and I'm already at like sixteen thousand uh, for the day, and I expect to walk more uh, before <laughs> bed. So, well, awesome. Well, tell me how you got the idea to do this, like cultural uh, eating your way around the world. Sure. So um, I actually, in third grade, my teacher kind of did something similar. We didn't actually make the food, but we did like a week uh, per culture or per country. Mm-hmm. And we would go around and I like have the distinct memory of learning how to use chopsticks through that oh, like cool. lesson. So, you know, good life skills. And 
you know, the kids I was watching were very picky eaters. Um, mm-hmm. Like the middle one, I remember he literally would make a sandwich for lunch sometimes and I'd have to fight him to put something in it because he would just do <gasps> bread and butter and then put two pieces of bread and butter together uh-huh. and call it a sandwich. <laughs> and, you know, after a couple weeks, I started really wishing I had some more options. <laughs> yes. Because, you know, if that's what they're eating, the parents aren't buying all this stuff that nobody's going to eat. So right. they're kind of like, you know, and it was good. It was mac and cheese and grilled cheese and, you know. So many different forms of bread and cheese <laughs> yes. put together. That's cause like one day uh, for a family that I've nannied for in the past, they were like, they were like, I mean, probably grilled cheese. Like we've done mac and cheese a lot. And I was like, did you just hear what you said? Because it's the same, like it's the same, just different form. Yeah. It was like, I was like, if you know, if you want me to make a grilled cheese, I totally will. But it seems to me that they're not getting any more yep. nutrition. It's the same. It's yeah. exactly the same. I mean, I guess if you have like really good, like whole grain bread, sure. maybe a grilled cheese is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you but can shake up what kind of cheese you put in there. That's true. Which is good. That's true. But yeah, I was just like, and then quesadillas yeah yeah actually I made quesadillas for these kids and they give me a very skeptical look because they didn't seem to understand the concept of like it's the same thing you eat just just in a little different yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) and I always prefer to make quesadillas because they're just easier to me than a grilled cheese yeah and they take so much less time (laughs) yes exactly um but well great so you picked a different country Mm -hmm. each week Mm -hmm. And did a little bit of studying of the culture. Um, And the kids that you were with were Mm -hmm. older, right? Yeah. So the oldest was going into fifth grade. Okay. And the youngest had just left preschool. She was going to kindergarten. Oh, okay. So they kind of ranged. But the two older boys were, um, you know, the the fifth grader. And then one was going into fourth grade. So um, they were both older. So um, I definitely think they got a little more out of this than she did, For but sure. she liked the food, so it was yeah, good. Yeah, which is totally getting uh, stuff out of it. And then also I think just getting exposed to mm-hmm. to the idea that the world is a big, huge place yeah. and it's not just your tiny town mm-hmm. um, and that there are people that eat completely different meals every day. Like yep. that's their macaroni and cheese, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, is, is a really way to introduce the idea of different cultures to kids especially because for kids food is so I mean for all of us let's be honest (laughs) (laughs) food is so important um to us and I know in like psychology there's this idea of connection between like food and the mother Mm -hmm. like when you miss your mom that's like comfort food the idea of that kind of comes from uh, home or the hearth or the mother mm-hmm. all being connected to like food and so uh, it would also I think be a good way if you were starting with a family for the summer only mm-hmm. to like kind of work with them to introduce that like oh I can uh, be you know different too or <laughs> I can be here for you too um, so yeah uh so tell me more about like how you approached it. How did you tackle this? Sure. So um, I think it was like a week or two after we started for the summer where I kind of was like, okay, let's let's do this. And I don't remember what the exact like moment was, but I remember we were either talking about maps or something or, you know, something like that. And I was like, oh, have you guys tried food? Like, do you like Mexican food? Because I know mm-hmm. that was our first one for sure. Right. And they were like, yeah, you know, 
sometimes, whatever. And I was like, well, did you know you can make your own guacamole? And they were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's really fun. You get to like smash avocados. Uh-huh. And they were like, that sounds so cool. And I'm like, well, why don't we make some guacamole? And then from there, I was like, you know what? We can make this a whole thing. And so I had them, you know, list all the countries that they knew. And then um, I kind of helped guide them towards ones that (laughs) I knew I could find food from that they would eat. Yeah. (laughs) Because that was hard, them being so picky. Um, There were some things I'm like, I have a feeling. (laughs) That's not (laughs) going to go well. Really, really difficult. Um, So, yeah, we ended up with, I can't remember all of them, but I know we did Mexico. We did China. We did Japan. We did Korea. Um, we did Italy, Mm. Greece was on our list and I don't think we ever got to it. And, uh, I'm trying to think if there was another good one. I think those were like our main ones that I can remember off the top of my head that were really good ones. Those sound really great. Yeah. Um, and then I know like, uh, I found as I was researching for this, I Mm. found, um, a list on Huffington Post, which I will put up on chroniclesofnania.com and then also on the Nania Facebook. Um, but Huffington Post did like 10 uh, kids' foods from around the world that they will actually eat. <laughs> um, so, and guacamole is the first one. Yep. Um, <laughs> And they go through and like crepes from France. Mm, um, I should have done that. <laughs> yeah. And French food. I also found this other um, article and I can't remember it now, but <laughs> um, that was talking about like French food often has this like really stuffy reputation of like it's really expensive and mm. it's and I certainly as a child felt that way I can remember right. as a 10 year old my grandmother wanted to take me to this fancy French restaurant for my birthday and I was like I just want to go to McDonald's like <laughs> you think you're getting snails and <laughs> yeah it was like that's gross right. um and but in this article they were talking about how it's not like you know, even just like bread and cheese Mm -hmm. is technically French food. And you can talk about the culture behind that and uh, like crepes and crepes can be served as like savory dishes or sweet dishes or breakfast items Mm -hmm. or desserts or, um, you know, they're so versatile. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And so, yeah, France, I think, would be a really fun one put that on your list guys yeah it's <laughs> a good one <laughs> um and then but they yeah on this list they have like uh turkey and the middle east Ooh. uh and how like olives and yogurt and uh hummus you mm-hmm. know obviously hummus which a lot of kids already eat but then right. tying it into that culture mm-hmm. um and looking at the culture especially if you have older kids yeah like you did I think that's such a good idea mm-hmm. um to expand their horizons yeah it was a lot of fun um and another thing we did with the food is we would tie in like an activity to go along with it so something that they could, you know, grasp and understand and do, but that also like represented, you know, an aspect of that culture. So they could kind of get into it a little bit more, which was kind of fun too. Yeah. So uh, do you have any examples that um, you can remember? Yeah, we did. I remember for Mexico, we played soccer because <laughs> football oh is such gosh, a big thing for yeah, them. Yeah. What a so, great idea. Yeah. We just went in their backyard and we played for like an hour and, you know, they already loved it and knew it. So it was like, oh, they play this over there. And I was like, yeah, they love it. It's great. It's a big sport over there for a lot of countries in the world. It's bigger than most of the other sports yeah yeah most all of the other sports. yeah exactly so that was cool and then um you know because I'm a giant nerd we watched like an episode of anime when we did Japan so I can be like this is something that you know 
they they watch in Japan a lot. And so that was fun. And I think we went and got gelato when we did Italy. Like we just went on a day trip to find like a little gelato store. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And then I would think that, um, I mean, you know, check your local cities. But Mm -hmm. in Chicago, the nice thing is, is that we do have like Chinatown. So you could go down to Chinatown and like do a tour of Chinatown and look around. And that's an entire day. Mm -hmm. Um, You would probably need kids that are old enough that they're out of nap zone. But in the summer, a lot of times when you're a nanny, you do have, you are more likely to be working with older kids. Mm. Um, And so then you could potentially like do a whole day. Yeah somewhere which would be so fun so fun (laughs) um how did you handle uh like getting the groceries and the necessities that you needed for these activities and food and yeah absolutely so um usually in the morning before the mom or dad left I would you know they the kids would be watching their like morning cartoons while eating breakfast or whatever and I would go to um just kind of go through their cupboard and be like what do we have what do we not Um, I'd pull up a recipe on my phone that I knew we were going to do that day and then kind of figure out what I needed to go buy. And then, um, you know, after the kids were done with breakfast and after the parents left, um, I would have them go get dressed and then we would go um, hop in the car and we'd go get groceries like first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. There's a nice little local grocery store that was like tiny, but it had everything. So it wasn't like a jewel where it was just really overwhelming (laughs) um, with the kids. So it was really nice and we would get the ingredients we needed and they would help me pick out like the produce and, you know, I'd have them be like, oh, we need this. Can you go find this for me? And then, you know, follow them around while they went and looked for it. So that was fun. And then um, that's like a scavenger hunt. It kind of (laughs) was. Yeah. What a cool idea. And like, yeah, that would you would definitely need probably older kids to do it that way. But if you (laughs) don't have older kids, a really great way to like do that potentially mm. is if you can this is a lot but <laughs> like getting pictures of the things you need and right. being like we have to find this mm-hmm. um so depending on how much your less your own personal lesson plan <laughs> threshold allows yes. uh but I would think that that would be really cool and even if you could like put them on index cards yeah and be like be hand each kid a card and be like okay this is your item that you're looking for mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Yeah, that would be good. That's clever. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you're in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. They're going and finding the items. Yep. They're helping me out. And then, um, you know, the parents knew I was doing this, so they'd give me kind of like money to go deal with that. So I would, um, you know, I'd check out and we'd get back in the car and head home. And then depending on how long each recipe kind of took in like its stages. Right. Um, usually I wouldn't have to start right away. I'd kind of just put it all away and give it a minute or leave it on the counter for later. And then... Um, after you know an hour or two of hanging out I'd be like okay we're, I'm gonna start making the food who wants to help me does anyone want to help I never really forced them to because yeah you know then you know sometimes it's not kids thing <laughs> right and almost always all three of them would start and then they'd kind of dwindle <laughs> <laughs> yep so um, that's usually how it goes <laughs> and it was really funny it was a moment for me to realize like oh I didn't like this gender norm in my head I didn't think of because I was expecting the youngest girl to be super into it and she was the least into it and the <laughs> oldest boy was super into it. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's something that I learned for myself. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I vividly remember my uh, youngest cousin in my family, first cousin in my family, uh, wanted like a fire a, like torch to make creme brulee mm. um when he was like 11 <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> i know he's a really 
cool guy and he's gro- <laughs> grown up into he's only like two years younger than I am but mm. he's grown up into like an awesome human but <laughs> he and I was like oh my gosh like you can like your parents let you and he was like yeah they do because I researched <laughs> it and like found out like what I wanted to do with it so, That's so cool <laughs> if you you know let kids safely explore things Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool to give them that autonomy to be like we made this food together yeah and I think it made him enjoy it a little bit more too as Mm -hmm. somebody who again was picky like I think because he saw everything that went into it and like he did it like I think he liked it a little bit more than he might have if I just handed him the plates of these things so yeah I totally agree and then also knowing like the story behind the food like why this food is potentially like popular in that area like Mm -hmm. what about the terrain like is good for this particular right you know rice and Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm. although I did find a book called everyone eats rice (laughs) which talks about like how almost every culture Mm -hmm. includes rice yeah in some form um you know slightly less so in like Italy sure Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, like how everyone, you know, it can bring us together too of the fact that we all take these different foods mm-hmm. um, or the same food and prepare them in really different ways yeah. too. That's really cool. That's a yeah. cool thing to teach kids. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Um, to, yeah, help expand the horizons, but also yeah. talk about how everyone's different, but we're all like kind of working with the same. Same stuff. <laughs> ingredients. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, great. That's so cool. And yeah. so, and I love the idea of g- giving them the choice yeah. to help or not. Yeah. Um, that you would be like, I'm, you know, I'm going to be in the kitchen. Yeah. If you, if you want to come help. <laughs> right. Um, and so the older boy would stick with it the longest, you said? He would. He would. But I think also because he was, you know, pretty old, I let him at least sort of mix stuff that was on the stove with my supervision. So right. I think he knew he could get the furthest with it. Right. But usually what would happen is I would cut the ingredients and then put them in a little cup and hand it to the youngest who would then dump it in a bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the middle child or the older child would, you know, he would uh, mix it up for it. And then, you know, if it was something that needed to be baked, I'd usually take over from there. But um, yeah, especially I think with like, again, the guacamole was a hit for us. And I yeah. think it's because you really do just get to smash yeah. a bunch of avocados. So for two like boys of that age, it was like, yeah, <laughs> smash. Yeah, exactly. Hulk smash. Yeah, exactly. And um, we made homemade tortilla chips with it. So like they also got to make their own chips, and they loved the chips. Like, yeah, it was really fun. And um, yeah, I think what else? I think we made tacos too. <laughs> nice. So we had like a whole meal, and then what worked well is if they didn't like it, you know, we I'd make them a backup something if they really weren't into it and I'd make them try everything a little bit and I'd be like, yeah. if you don't like it, you don't have to eat it, but you should try it because, <laughs> you know, yeah. we made it and your brother made it and <laughs> all of that. So, um, and it went pretty well. And then if they didn't like it, I would be like, okay, well I'll make you, you know, toast <laughs> right. with butter. <laughs> you can have your butter sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I yeah. gave it my best effort. I'm doing my best here. Um, and then, you know, if they didn't, if most of them didn't like it or if there was a lot of leftovers I'm like oh well I have lunch tomorrow yeah (laughs) or you know the parents can try it which was also cool they really enjoyed I know when we made the guacamole that was gone by the next day when I got back because the parents loved it too and it was really fun and um you know I learned with the guacamole also that with some of the recipes um you know there were ways to make it so that the kids would still like it because like none of them like tomatoes so I had to put Uh a lot less tomato in there than I would if I was making it for me so like I started learning how to 
tailor it yes. to the kid's taste. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good point. Yeah, But I do love the idea that because you're making it, you can mm-hmm. tailor it, but you can also like talk about what foods they like, what foods they don't. Right. So it's a really good like getting to know you for mm-hmm. the summer exercise. For sure. Um, and then it's also a really good way to to really think about what we're putting in our bodies and also mm-hmm. talk about uh, that food is fuel mm-hmm. for our bodies, yeah. um, which for like slow eaters, mm-hmm. that's a really good thing because we all, I always tell my kiddos, I'm like, you have to take a big bite of the protein. And then I'm like, okay, let me feel your muscle right now. And then I'm like, take a bite. And then I'm like, now let me feel your muscle. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's huge. You're so strong. I was like, if you take three more bites, it's going to be so big. You're going to be whole. Yeah, you can lift a car, but not really. Don't do that. Try. Maybe a toy car. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. And so we talk about that. And then I know also with girls as they Mm -hmm. grow older and and body image, Mm -hmm. I mean, boys too, but it's a stereotypically female identifying problem (laughs) um and that talking about like few food as fuel can help open the conversation Mm -hmm. to help um prevent or get in front of uh eating disorders or just not even like as far as disorders but you know every I think woman's relationship (laughs) with food and that's a really big generalization but a lot of female relationships with food are tough. Yeah, it's complicated. Um, It's very complicated. (laughs) And so talking through that at a young age in such a healthy way is good. Is good. And seeing how the food is made Mm -hmm. is really good. Yeah. Like I wish I had more experience in that younger, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, and thinking through, you know, if I include more veggies, right, <laughs> it's better for me. Yeah. How do I make them delicious? Right. <laughs> I tried sneaking it into the ramen when we made, um, cause we made like, not like the, you know, 25 cent stuff you can get at the grocery store. It was right. like the real ramen. Yeah. <laughs> and we tried making some of that. And actually that led to a really cool field trip because, um, I, I was up in like the suburbs of Chicago mm-hmm. and, um, in one of them, there's this place called Super H Mart, which is basically a giant. Asian food supermarket. Oh, wow. And so you walk through and they have like all of the different, like it's stuff you can't really get anywhere else. It's like specifically, um, specifically it's China, Japan and uh, Korea, a lot Uh of that in particular. But um, yeah, they have like everything you could ever need there (laughs) for any kind of Asian food. And they have like the fish market basically in there. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's a really cool place. So that was a really cool field trip for them. And I let them each pick out like a snack too when we were uh-huh. there of like oh you want to try these weird chips <laughs> yeah. that they hated but that they tried <laughs> but they tried they did try. and that's a huge win <laughs> yeah of just getting yeah like, let's try something new mm-hmm. it was really cool we've been listening to a lot of yo gabba gabba and there's a song <laughs> that goes try it you'll like it and so i say that i find myself <laughs> saying that at lunch all the time yeah that's that's good um but yeah it was really cool because they you know one of them they each picked out a bag of chips i think that day and um and then we also got the like Ramune soda, which mm-hmm. is cool too. And so that was like we split one between all of them. But right. um, yeah, they really enjoyed being able to pick it out too from there and like that kind of a field trip, which was really cool and a really cool teaching moment. Yes. <laughs> to be like, yeah, I know it looks very strange that there's this giant fish here, but you know, that's how it works. So right. <laughs> it's cool. That's what you eat for dinner. Yeah. It's just in a very different form. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was really cool. And then um, yeah, I tried sneaking vegetables into the ramen. <laughs> they very 
very much just ate the noodles <laughs> and a little bit of the broth. <laughs> well, there's vegetables in the broth, I it's guess. True, it's true. <laughs> the, the vitamins seep. I don't know how it works. I don't know either. I uh, tried. <laughs> yeah, good, good effort. A for effort. Yep. You can't make you can't make kids drink no. or eat anything no. they don't want to. Nope. Um, but yeah, what a what a cool way to also talk about trying new things mm-hmm. of like just take a bite see if you like it yeah i cannot remember which nanny it is that i do play dates with frequently <laughs> um because there's so many because <laughs> we have fun but um she or he usually says like i try things like a few times in my life mm-hmm. and like talks to the kids about that of like yeah. I tried it when I was little and I didn't like it then and then I tried it again when I was a teenager and like I liked a lot more stuff mm-hmm. and then he's like and then I tried it or she and I tried it now and I like a lot more stuff so he's yeah. like also don't th- like don't give up on a food yeah even absolutely. if you don't you know love it now right keep trying it because your taste changed Mm -hmm. yeah I was like the I was a very picky eater as a kid Mm -hmm. I still would rank myself a little above them on the picky scale (laughs) but um it was yeah I and even like now I'm still a little bit picky but I wouldn't do any sauce on anything I wouldn't do like mashed potatoes were a no-go like there's so many things that I just would not eat and now I'm like oh this is like my favorite food so (laughs) I don't know what I was missing (laughs) yeah I used to rank uh, restaurants in my hometown by their chicken fingers. I did that by grilled cheese mm-hmm. with you. <laughs> yep, and I can I can still tell you mm-hmm. uh, there was this restaurant called Regis in Knoxville. It no longer exists, but oh, no. I know, so I can't recommend it to oh, anyone. But so Regis had the best chicken fingers for ten year old Martha. I, <laughs> that's amazing. I don't yep. even know if I would like them as much anymore. Yeah, but it was right? delicious back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and so when you looked for recipes, mm-hmm. how did you, did you always do search on the internet, um, or did you find like a website that was particularly good or? I pretty much always searched it and I would kind of find a couple that were simpler, that mm-hmm. were, you know, the basic version of whatever I was trying to do. So like, again, with the ramen, I looked for a very basic, like easy ramen <laughs> Right. that was like just basically like the, the broth, the veggies, the noodles, like how you get that all going. And then, um, yeah, it, for the most part, it was just me, me Googling it, <laughs> right? which was good. And then it was easier for me to be like, oh, I can modify all of this, um, which yeah, was good too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then I think there were a couple times, again, with Japan, I think I bought them like a cucumber roll of sushi because uh-huh. I was like, this isn't, you know, you, I don't, I know you guys don't want the raw fish. Like <laughs> I get it. I didn't try it till I was way older too, but like, here's a cucumber one. Right. I know you like cucumber. I know you like rice. Like, <laughs> let's give this a shot. So that was, that was good. So there was a couple of things that I cheated and I bought because I'm like, I can't make sushi. Right. But, um, since it was also at that market, it was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. And then, I, I mean, with something like sushi too, I know like Mariano's is a local Mm. grocery store Mm -hmm. where you can go watch them roll the sushi. Mm -hmm. So like as you're getting your items, you could potentially, and I think a lot more grocery stores are starting to do that, like the Whole Foods Mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where you can, you can watch people make the food, which then you're still getting a little bit of a taste of that without you having to become a sushi (laughs) chef. Right. I was like, this is, I'm not gonna be able to do this in 24 hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, it's good. 
Yeah, I made sushi in England once, but Ooh, it's hard. Yeah, it's I believe really it. difficult. It always looks so easy online. <laughs> it does, and then but no, but they study for like two years, right, or something, probably longer. I'm probably misspeaking. <laughs> there was a friend told me about a documentary, oh, so this is second hand <laughs> documentary information. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm with you, <laughs> but. Great. So what was your favorite country that you guys did? My favorite was probably Japan because I think I knew the most food from there. Uh (laughs) So I was able to kind of expand what I was giving them again with the sushi. I bought myself like real sushi. Uh (laughs) That was really good. Um, And then, you know, I uh, that was the ramen lasted a while because they really again, they didn't eat most of it. So I I was able to (laughs) use the ramen for myself for lunch, I think a day or two after that, which was good. So would you usually do like a Wednesday or like yeah, I think early in the week. I think um, I remember the two boys had camp three of the five days. So oh, it was okay. one of the two days that they, they were there. I think call. it usually was like Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. That like makes it was sense. Earlier in the week. And then, you know, Thursday would be our big activity day if we wanted to do something. Nice. Yeah. And then they'd help me pick out what we're doing next week out of our list and stuff. But nice. um, it was fun because at the, for my very last week with them, um, I was like, well, let's pick our favorite dish from every country and we'll just make this giant feast oh. and it'll be great. So we had um, the, what did we have from everything? I know we had the uh, guacamole and the uh-huh. chips were back. We had um, garlic bread. That was their favorite mm-hmm. from Italy, and I could not blame them. Yeah, it's <laughs> my so favorite good. too. <laughs> um, and then I can't even remember what all of our. I feel like it was mostly side dishes that we just kind of made into a. <laughs> the side dishes are the, the best. best part. I know, and I think we. I don't remember what we did from Japan. We might have made ramen again, but like, right. yeah. It was good. It was really fun. So that was like a fun send off for me and for them too to be like, oh, this is our last week. So we're going to eat all of the foods we made. And we're going to talk about why we like them and what we learned. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. What a cool, awesome idea. <laughs> and yeah, and I love this idea particularly because you can expand on it or mm-hmm. or do, you know, not bare minimum, but like the if you have younger kids or if they are right. in camp one week, you mm-hmm. know, you can just do one meal that week and yeah. that's, that's enough and you yeah. can talk about it, but you can tailor it to your needs and the nanny family's needs as mm-hmm. well. Um, and ages, you know, you can yeah. talk about different things with a 12 year old than you can with a two year old. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I still think it's very worth talking about it with the two-year-old I I think that that's such a fun idea Mm -hmm. um to to yeah just introduce them to new food yeah it's the new food and then like again it's that whole lesson of everybody has these different tastes and like these different things and I feel like the earlier a kid learns that the better that is for them down the road you know like it's just a good life skill (laughs) yeah so just to recap let's go over the steps so you at the beginning of the summer asked them all the countries they knew Mm -hmm. and then you kind of made a list Mm -hmm. you picked one to start with which was mexico Mm -hmm. because kids are mostly familiar with mexican food yeah um and guacamole is a hit is a hit (laughs) because i think any kid would love that Mm -hmm. uh i used to work at a mexican restaurant Mm -hmm. that had a guacamole cart and one time I had to man it and I was very bad at it but um, that was because all eyes were on me and the person that usually did it was really really good at it and 
I was like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> I like dropped to the pit. It rolled across the floor. Oh, it was no. very embarrassing. But with kids, you could take it slower. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to do it in two minutes. Right. Because um, that was like the time that they put on it. Is you have to make oh, guacamole gosh. in two minutes. Oh, my goodness. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So uh, pick a country to start with mm-hmm. and then go to or get the, get recipes. Mm-hmm. Go to the store. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, back up. <laughs> get recipes. Check the ingredients that the family already has. Yes. <laughs> then go to the store. Yes. And then make the food. Mm-hmm. And then maybe pick an activity depending on how much time right. and, and interest there is yes. in that particular country. Because I could also see, like, especially if you did the food early in the week, like on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. if they really are very interested in the, yeah. in the country, you could do activities, you know, every day the rest of the Absolutely. week, potentially. Absolutely. Um, and then and go to, you could go to the library mm-hmm. and, like, check out books about that country. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely did a couple library trips. Yeah, with that too. It was fun. Which is so cool. Or, um, like in Chicago, there's a bunch of museums. Mm-hmm. Like I know there's a Swedish American museum mm-hmm. that you guys could go there and like look at that. And each you know city is different, but researching if there are local museums or like mm-hmm. you said, like uh, stores that specialize in yeah. a particular country mm-hmm. or uh, areas. Mm-hmm food and go there because I think also if you took them there and it's not too busy and you're not bothering the people that work there I think that they would be more than happy to answer questions yeah absolutely um and then yeah and then at the very end of the summer do a a a tour de world (laughs) a feast (laughs) yeah of all the foods what a cool awesome idea it's really fun and it keeps them nice and like occupied in the summer too so it's something to do aside from a tv or like (laughs) if it's a really hot day and you don't want to be outside (laughs) yes or rain like Mm -hmm. summer storms are a big deal and unpredictable Mm -hmm. is the other thing is like you can be at the park and it is sunny and then five minutes later <laughs> for sure it's and like raining. cleaning the kitchen was always my little like break time yeah so I'd be like because I never wanted I always wanted to leave it nicer than when I got it because it's yes. just a good practice it is and um so you know that would be the time where I'd be like okay you guys can watch a tv show and then I'd have like and I'm like if anyone wants to help you can but I never got <laughs> any interest from that ever in my life um and so I would just like clean the kitchen and put everything away and I it was like a nice little breather for me and then I could come back and be nice and perky and ready to go <laughs> Yeah, what an awesome idea all around. <laughs> I love it. Thanks. Um, and then, yeah, you get food potentially. Yes. <laughs> if, if they don't like it, exactly. Somebody's now it's eat mine. It. Yep. Um, well, awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that yeah, thank with you me, for me and everyone else out in podcast land <laughs> and Nania, I guess. Um, and then for listeners, if you have questions about this like you're like wait but you didn't talk about this part of it how do I handle it uh send an email to chronicles of nannia at gmail.com nannia spelled n-a-n-n-y-a and I will either answer it myself or and or ask Carly (laughs) and she can answer it for you also one of the best ways to help Chronicles of Nannia grow is to go on iTunes and write a review that moves us up in their algorithms so that we're seen by more eyes and then we get more listeners and then they write reviews and then we're seen by more eyes and it's a wonderful (laughs) 
upward spiral. <laughs> um, and so if you go on iTunes and write a review, that would be wonderful. Also, tell other nannies about us. Like, word of mouth is one of the best ways to, to spread this around. So if this is something that you enjoy, tell one nanny friend. Uh, recommend it to them because your recommendation is going to be better than any advertising I could ever do. <laughs> um, and that would mean the world to me. So, and then we end each episode with a fun story or quote. And Carly has brought one for us. I have. So I'm going to stick with kind of the food drink subject here. Perfect. Um, so I was babysitting this girl who was, I think she was like five or something, but mm-hmm. she, um, you know, her mom had poured her sippy cup in the beginning of the day or whatever. And, um, you know, I was hanging out with her. She takes a sip and she makes a face and goes, this milk tastes really bad. And I go, oh, no, let me see it. And I open it and I hand it back to her and I go, that's because this is apple juice. <laughs> and then she took another <laughs> sip and she goes, oh, it's good apple juice. And I was like, OK, great. <laughs> bad milk. It's really apple. bad milk. <laughs> it's really good. That's so funny and cute. Oh, this milk is really bad. Because like what a panicked moment of like, did I just accidentally drink really bad milk? Yeah, yeah, like serve her bad milk. Exactly. I certainly don't want my milk to taste like apple juice. Like that would be bad. Yeah. It so would. but it was good apple juice, just bad milk. <laughs> what a fun follow-up quote too. Oh no, it's good apple juice. Yeah. <laughs> but I do know that feeling of like mm-hmm. when you drink water, uh, or what you think is water and it's like oh. sp- bright or sparkling water like lime flavor it really throws me yeah it just can mess your whole morning up it can (laughs) and I can only imagine for a kid how much more complicated that is yes so well thank you so much Carly this was so fun I had a blast (laughs) uh and thank you all for listening we'll see you next week the Chronicles of Nanny is produced by Martha Reddick and Logan Nielsen artwork and logo by Noni Amadon Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.